Folks, and welcome to another episode of Eddie and his amazing friends Hero Cast. Just solo today, but that's okay. I'm gonna make it up to you the next couple weeks. Got some guests lined up. Try to use the guests on bigger movies. I think that's fair. I mean, unless someone I know really wants to watch, we can be heroes. Which I gotta say, not as bad as I thought. Hmm. We'll see. Anyway, you can follow the show at uh, EC underscore hero on X or EC HeroCast on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter, X, whatever, at EC85. It's Eddie with a Y. Same handle on Instagram. Recording this, um, might notice not an echo, but my voice will be sound a little different. Just catching the, uh, the election news. It's election night. Seeing here in Ohio, if uh, we have issue one and two, seeing if they both pass, they might. It's looking like it, so. But uh, just uh, keeping tabs on things, keeping tabs on things. I will say this, I am excited to get rid of these uh, campaign commercials. I know that's like such a generic thing to say after an election. Here's why I don't like them. I don't like them because... They're effective. However, I don't know a single person who has ever changed their mind because of a political commercial. You know what I'm saying? It's like, they must work. I mean, people spend millions of dollars to, uh, you know, to, uh, to, to, to run these ads. So they, they obviously work. But it's like, why? Who, who Who's like, you know... I was on the fence, but then I saw this commercial, and it really swayed me. It's like, you know that the commercials are all just cherry-picked numbers. It's just a 30-second thing of cherry-picked stats telling you why you should vote this way. I don't get it, you know? it's uh, it, does, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me that, that like, anyone has ever... I've never been influenced by a political commercial, ever. Um, but uh, apparently they work. I don't understand it, but... If you're, if it, look, if you have ever changed your mind because of a campaign ad, please tell me why. I would love to know, but yeah, I'm tired of the commercials. It's just every, it's just, it's, it's a lot. Anyway, let's jump into the time capsule, shall we? Yes, we shall. So, time capsule time. We want to start with. Let's start with the uh, number one song. Number one song, "Willow" by Taylor Swift. Ah, Taylor Swift. Uh, I think she's that girl dating that Travis Kelsey. WWE champion. We got a big shakeup this week. WWE champion Drew McIntyre. Universal champion. 
<laughs> get ready for this. I'm going to be saying this pretty much every week until the podcast ends. Universal Champion Roman Reigns. NXT Finn Balor. Raw Women's Champion Rhea Ripley. SmackDown Women's Champion Sasha Banks. NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai. AEW Champion. I think this is the first time... No, it's probably Moxley did it. Or Jericho. I was going to say, this is the first time I thought we had a champion in one promotion and then went to another one, but no, I, that can't be right. Uh, AEW Champion Kenny Omega. AEW Women's Champion Hikaru Shida. And IWGP is Kota Ibushi. He's the last one. Then they changed the name of the belt. Um, what was I up to? This movie came out on uh, Christmas Day. So that's what I was doing. Christmas Day 2020. Um, I was, uh, <laughs> so that Christmas, I, uh, saw next week's movie, which is, uh, oh, excuse me, which is, uh, Wonder Woman, so I saw that in theaters, uh, get to that next week, but history with We Can Be Heroes, I have none, didn't even really know it existed until I had to do some research on the movies I may have missed. This was, um, I was confused, though. And maybe I just don't remember enough of Sharkboy and Lava Girl. First off, Sharkboy and Lava Girl are barely in this. I thought it was like a sequel featuring their uh, their kid as the star. Their kid is not the star. <laughs> their kid does have a big role. And of course, Taylor Lautner was not in this. They recast him. But yeah, their kid has a big role, but like the, their kid is not the star. Just a little strange. You would think... I don't know. But anyway, if memory serves, wasn't Sharkboy and Lava Girl, like, all in this kid's mind? Didn't he come up with the story? And it was all in his head? Or he wrote it down? And then in this movie, it's like... They're all... It's like superheroes are just real. Sharkboy and Lava Girl are real. Did I miss something? What's going on with the Sharkboy and Lava Girl verse? Someone tell me. Please. I'm begging you. I need to know this. Or I don't. I don't know. Either way, seems like a very big plot hole. I don't know. Um, budget, unknown. Box office, zero dollars. It came out on Netflix, so... If, uh, you know, help... Maybe it helped Netflix subscriptions, so we don't really... Uh, I mean, you know, you with something like that, you have to keep pumping out content if you're Netflix, and there's not really a direct correlation of money that this movie made towards Netflix, you know? It's like, like, well, like for instance, what was, um, oh god, what was that, uh, Squid Game? That was like a huge show, right? But like, can Netflix calculate how much money that show alone generated for them? I don't know. Feels like they, they might, but like, if you got Netflix just for Squid Game, you know, I don't know. Did you watch anything else on it? You know, I don't know. Um, yeah, so, again, it's on streaming, so, uh, yeah, no no box office to speak of. But uh, the cast, this was, um, you know, it's actually a pretty, for a kid's movie, it's kind of star-studded cast. Kind of. I mean, I'll start with uh, Boyd Holbrook as Miracle Guy. This dude, 
I saw him in this movie, and I was like, why does he look so familiar? And then I remembered, I saw him in Justified, uh, what was it, City of Angel or no, um, uh, it was Justified, uh, Prime, City Primeval, not City of Angels, that's L.A., and this is Detroit. Uh, by the way, super disappointed with Justified, the reboot, like, it's just, Raylan came off as a loser, like, he used to be so cool, now he's just like, oh, I'm Raylan, I'm boring, I don't know. However, the saving grace for that season was Clement Mansell, who at one point I think I tweeted, like, can we just have Clement kill Raylan and then, like, he just picks up and he's the new star of the show? Like, this dude's stealing the show absolutely from Raylan Givens. Like, he is such... He's up there with Boyd Crowder as far as great villains for, for Raylan, but I'm like, can he just kill Raylan? Like, Raylan sucks now. I don't know what it is. But it's gonna be another season. I had to slog through the first season. I hope season two is better. I'm kind of excited for it if you I won't spoil it if you saw how season one ended, but man, Clement Mansell, it's like this guy. This should be your star. Like, I wanna see a mo- a show about him. And so yeah, um Boyd Holbrook played him really great. He was pretty funny in this as Miracle Guy. He takes selfies and you know. Here's another one. Christian Slater was in this, and he was barely in it. It's so random. He has, like, a couple lines in the beginning, and then, like, he his face pops up in the middle, like, where his character does. I don't think he even says anything. But it's like, Christian Slater? Like, how did... What? Christian Slater? Like, okay. Um, who else? Christopher McDonald is in this. He's been in a lot of movies and TV shows. Um, he's done a voice for uh, Superman before, for his little superhero tie-in. But yeah, he's been around forever. He's done a lot, has a huge resume. He played the president. Um, and then, uh, yeah, there was, you know, Sharkboy and Lava Girl who were barely in this. Like, they had hardly any lines. And I think it was the same Lava Girl. Yeah, Taylor Dooley. She was the same Lava Girl. Of course, they could not get Taylor Lautner to be Sharkboy again, but they did get... I, I couldn't believe this. Pedro Pascal. What? How is he in this movie? He plays Marcus Moreno, who I think his power is magnetic magneticism, but they didn't really... Excuse me, I just had dinner, so... But yeah, they didn't really go into too much. But uh, he made—he was on—he was trending on Twitter today. I think he was one of the sexiest men alive, but not number one. And people were like, "Oh, why isn't he number one?" By the way, Pedro Pascal—he's a um, what do you call it? I don't think we had a name for this. He'll be in next week's episode, so he's a—he's a carryover. He's got two. That might be a first in cinema history. Have two, uh, have two movies. Has an act. Sorry, has an actor ever debuted in two movies that were released on the same day? Because Wonder Woman eighty four comes out on December twenty fifth too. This came out December twenty fifth. Pedro's in both of them. Is that a first? It feels like that could be a first. I don't know many actors who started. He pulled a um, what is it? A Rick Rude. 
He was on both. He was on, uh, you know, Raw and Nitro, same night. Crazy. I think Ciampa did that with TNA and NXT. Uh, yeah, so that was something. Uh, who else was in this? Um, there was a lot of kids. I mean, kid actors, you know, it's whatever. Um, they were fine, I suppose. There was... Uh, <laughs> I did some research. I just wanted to see what some of them were up to. One of the girls in this movie, um, what was her name? Oh, yeah, Lotus Blossom. Feels like that's not your real name, but maybe it is. Uh, She was just like a 13-year-old girl when this was filmed. I looked at her Instagram. I mean, not not that way, no. (laughs) She's only like 16 now. But I looked at her Instagram. She is... um, Huh. She's... How do you say this? It, it, it was odd. <laughs> I'll just let, I'll just leave it at that. It was odd. Again, I absolutely don't mean what you... What that implies or what that sounds like. No, not at all. I was, like I said, I was just curious to see what some of these people were up to, if they were still acting or what they were doing with their lives. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm just... She's, like, smoking cigarettes in her Instagram and, like wearing small outfits and like all these comments are like super weird and the the comments to the comments are like dude she's 16 and i'm just like well this is not like she played such a clean-cut girl in this movie and then in reality she's like she's on a different path i don't know but uh it's just a little it's, it's very strange is all i don't know very strange i don't know um and there was uh yaya Gosselin, I don't know. She was a she's the star of the movie. She doesn't have superpowers. I guess it's like she has the. I guess they implied at the end that she has the ability to inspire others. Is that really a power though? I don't know. Just make a great motivational speaker, I suppose. I don't know, but she's like a. a, a I don't think she really has acted in much else. Um, she does like. You know, well, she's been in a few things, but she does a lot of like modeling. I guess is like her thing, like a, a, ch- a kids model, child's model, whatever those are called. Um, yeah, and then uh, who else? There was a girl, or maybe one. Yeah, it was. Um, there was one of the girls that I saw that actually did do quite a bit of acting. I'm trying to remember which one it was. Um, maybe, no. Oh, there was, well, never mind. I think it was, okay, yeah, there was Guppy, the son, or sorry, the daughter of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. She's been in a few things since then. I guess that's something. I mean, you know, she's only, what, like, 11, so it's hard to have a really big deep film resume resume at that point but yeah she'd been in a few things and um yeah maybe oh that was it it was um oho she'd been in uh several things too again several things she's 14 so several things you know she's been in way more movies than i have at 14 so um, it's impressive to have a build a resume that young, but 
yeah, good luck to all of them. You know, hopefully, uh, look, we have, uh, you know, I used, you know, back in the 90s, you, when you had a kid actor, you can look them up and see what they're doing now. With this, it's like, well, it's still to be determined because they're still very young because the movie came out three years ago. But, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody did okay. I mean, kid actors, it's whatever. And, you know, it's just it's just interesting that the, they had Pedro Pascal in this. Like, that was so random. Although Christian Slater was, like, way more random. Like, <laughs> like okay. And I believe I this could be... I want to say, is this Christian Slater's... Is this his podcast debut? Is this the, is this it? Because he's been in so many movies. It's crazy to think, but yeah, I don't think I don't think Christian Slater has been in any hero movies up until now. Huh. Well, welcome to the podcast. Christian Slater making his his podcast debut, the Hero Cast debut for Christian Slater. Man, that's crazy. But yeah, I'm looking at his film. Yeah. No, he has not uh, not appeared in any other hero movies. Oh, God, yeah, he was in that, uh, that movie, Very Bad Things. Oh, that was so awful. <laughs> that was such a bad movie. It's a, uh, an appropriate title. Yeah, it's like these guys go to Las Vegas and they accidentally kill a hooker and then to cover it up they just keep killing each other. It's so weird and I don't know. Like, I like a dark comedy, but that one was just like, this sucks. Anyway, let's jump into the plot. So, we open, like I said, there is... Apparently we live in a world where superheroes exist. I'm confused because in Sharkboy and Lava Girl they didn't exist. Or maybe they did. I don't remember. I don't think they did. I think it was all in his head. Maybe I forget. It doesn't matter. Who cares? So we open with uh, Techno. I mean, that's Christian Slater giving Miracle Guy an assignment to go into space, clean up a busted up satellite. I think that's what it was. Or see what happened to it. Which I'm like, if it's in space, who cares if it's broken? It's not like there's littering in space. I mean, we literally dump trash in space. Because who cares? <laughs> Doesn't harm anything. Um, but yeah, he goes up there, and there's some aliens. They blasted him, and we're told this is the day the heroes fell. We cut to Missy, that of course is Yaya, and her dad, Marcus, Pedro. Um... He used to be a superhero, but he's retired now. But he works at like the superhero headquarters. Uh, what was it? Heroics. Like the they're the Avengers, but they're called the Heroics, I guess. So they're uh, you know they're watching TV and like oh no Miracle Guy, but he goes off to work. He works at this like I said the dispatch center, and they observe what happened in space. And they order all superheroes, even Marcus, despite being retired. We gotta go. Go after this this alien group. So Missy is also picked up and moved to headquarters. And we meet all the other kids. All the superhero kids are there. There's... <laughs> this was funny because this was literally a joke in the very first X-Men when Wolverine asked Charles, what do they call you, wheels? Because he's in a wheelchair. 
the very first hero we meet, his name is Wheels, and he is in a wheelchair. <laughs> but it's not because he can't walk. It's because apparently his leg mass is so strong that he... Something weird. But his power is he's really, really smart, I guess. There's Acapella. That's the uh, old Lotus Blossom. I feel like when your name is Lotus Blossom, you're only going to be like... You're, you're just you're just destined to be a certain type of person, you know? Not that that's a bad thing. I'm just... You don't meet too many uh, lawyers who'd name her Lotus Blossom. So, yeah, she can sing, and, like, if she sings and has, like, a really deep voice, she... things fall down, and then if she sings at a high pitch, she breaks glass or something. I don't know. Uh, there's Noodle, who's basically Stretch Armstrong, Mr. Fantastic, whatever. There's this is so cheap. Wild card, who has every power. That's what they said. He just has trouble controlling them all. It's like he can just do anything. Like, oh, well, that's great, because you know, I already get bored with Superman and Captain Marvel, and it's like not that this I take this movie that seriously. But it's like, great, just what we need. A superhero who just has no weaknesses and can do whatever they want. There's uh, Slow-Mo, who moves so fast that he's in slow motion. He's in like a permanent time warp, they said. I don't know, that was a little strange. But his power is he's moving in slow motion. It will come in handy, believe it or not. And then there's Rewind and Fast Forward. They're twins. They don't really like each other, but they do exactly what their names are. Face maker who makes weird faces, but he can. It's actually it sound. I mean, it sounds stupid because he, whatever. But he can make his face look like anyone's, so it's kind of handy, I guess, to change your face. I mean, that's a that's a that's a useful superpower, I would say. And there's Guppy who controls water, and, and she has this thing where like. If she gets mad... She's also like an eight-year-old girl in this. Well, in real life, too. But, like, if she gets mad, she gets, like, the power of a shark. And just seeing this little eight-year-old girl just go, like, and walk towards the bad guys, and the bad guys, like, scream in fear as she picks him up and throws him. Little cringy. Little cringy. And I know this was not a movie. I know that a 38-year-old man is not the target audience for this movie. I understand that completely. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's still strange. So, yeah, like I said, she's the daughter of Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Uh, yeah, one more. Uh, there's Oho. She can draw the future. So, But she also doesn't talk. So all the kids watch as their parents from the heroics are beaten and they're captured. The president gets on TV and he stumbles over a sentence. And one of the kids, I don't know, is this supposed to... I feel like there's some jokes in this for adults. I feel like this might have been one of them. Maybe it was a shot at Trump at the time. I don't know. But he's like, um, how'd this guy get to be president? He can't even put two sentences together. I don't know. Could have been Biden, too, I suppose. He'd, you know, or both of them, for all I know. Anyway, I don't know. I'm just speculating. Uh, so the aliens are on the way to get the kids, as Oho's, per Oho's drawing. 
Uh, the kids escape the room. They eventually escape the headquarters, and they end up at Missy's grandma's house, who trains them. She trains all the superheroes, and trains them all in one day. Uh, back at the alien prison, the captured heroes get a message from the president, and Miracle this this made me laugh. Mar- Miracle Guy, he's like, sir, there's something you should know. I didn't vote for you. <laughs> I did laugh at that. That was good. Um, but then he tells them that your kids have escaped the headquarters and the aliens will be after them. And I was like, why would the aliens allow this message to be broadcast to the prisoners? Like, It, it kind of makes sense later, but in the moment I was like, why would... if It's like, if you have a hostage... Why would you be like, oh, here, uh, the people trying to rescue you have a message for you. Let me relay it to you. (laughs) Like, no, I'm not going to do that. But again, it kind of will make sense later. I don't know. If you wanted, you could pick this movie apart with plot holes, but I'm not going to do that. So back on Earth, uh, the Heroics security is after the kids. They leave, but also the grandma is captured. The kids board the board an alien supply ship. They head up to the mothership. And while they're there, they see the president and the woman from headquarters. She what was her name? She kind of had like a um Miss uh Oh. She was um who was she? She had a No, it doesn't matter. But anyway, she was a um She's like the head of the heroics, I guess. But, um... Miss Granada, I think. Yeah. Granada. Yeah. So she was the head of the heroics. And Miss Granada was there with the president. And it turns out they're aliens, too. So, I guess that was a big twist. And they trap, uh... They trap the kids in a prison. And Missy uses... So, they're trapped, and there's no way out, and Missy uses, like, reverse psychology to get everyone to cry, so that Guppy can make water from their tears to make a key to open the door, I guess. But it was, like, uh, it was the second time in the movie, yeah, it was the second time in the movie where they had to escape from a room. Second time in, like, I think we're at the 50-minute point, so it's like we're not even an hour in and we're we're rehashing uh, storyline ideas. That's not ideal, but okay. So they encounter a big group of aliens. They use a bunch of teamwork. You know how these kids' shows are. Oh, we, you know, and then they, they succeed. Uh, however, Wildcard is captured, and the kids... They find a, a big pyramid. This is, I guess, where the alien invasion is going to happen, or the takeover. It's like, oh, this is where the takeover is. This is the big thing. It's a big pyramid. Okay. But there's a force field around it. And they're like, well, who who, uh, who put this force field here? And then Oho's like, I did. And it's like, dun-dun, Oho, who can't talk is the leader of the aliens. So, that's the big twist, I guess, although there's one more coming. 
Uh, Wildcard turns off the force field because the aliens didn't actually capture Wildcard, they captured Facemaker. I thought that was clever. So, Oho creates a bunch of monsters from her drawings. Uh, They fight. Again, teamwork. You know, kids, you can do anything with your friends and having friends is important and working together as a team and you can believe in yourself. You know how these go. And then they... They stop the force field, or sorry, the force field, they already got rid of that. They stop the uh, the countdown with one second left. And they're like, oh, we made it. But then the one second ticks down to zero. And they're like, well, what, what happened? We stopped it. How did it go? And then Oho's like, the takeover is happening. Ready for the big twist ending? <laughs> so... Oho was actually training them to take over as Earth's new heroes from their parents. And they passed the test and they succeeded. And I guess the parents were not in on this. I suppose they wouldn't be because they acted very worried when they were imprisoned. But yeah, the aliens were testing... um, the humans, or the human children, to be heroes, and they're like, yeah, now you've all passed. Congrats. So it's like, okay. That was the twist. So there really was no villain in this movie. It was all just a big twist and a ruse to try to see if they were worthy or not. And it turns out they are, and they saved their parents and saved the... The, the planet, or what? Or actually, they didn't save anything because never they were never in any. Um, they were never really in any danger, but you know they passed the test. So there you go. And there's like a big thing where they're all standing and you know heroically in their new costumes. And again, it, it's I still don't think uh, Missy was ever told that she had superpowers, but. I guess she's just a really great leader. I guess. I don't know. So, yeah, that was uh, We Can Be Heroes. Um, So, it's always tough doing these kids' movies because I'm clearly not the target audience. But I was a kid at at one time. So, and if, you, if you've been a long-time listener of the podcast, you know that my go-to shows as a kid were always, uh, what were they? It was uh, X-Men, Spider-Man, Batman, Ninja Turtles, and uh, Power Rangers. Now, two of those three, or, yeah, two of those are not like the other three. What do I mean? I mean, Ninja Turtles and... Uh, Power Rangers did have some goofy stuff. Spider-Man, X-Men, Batman, really no. Not much goofiness to be found at all in those shows. Um, so, when you, when you, you know, look, I prefer the not goofiness, but at the same time, it's like, if I'm 7, 8, 9, which I was, I don't mind some goofiness sometimes. It's only natural for kids to like that kind of goofiness, kitty stuff. You know. So, if I'm a kid, would I like this movie? 
I probably would. I'd probably be okay with it. I wouldn't be like. I'll say this. I liked it better than Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I did like it better than Shark Boy and Lava Girl. I think this would be a better kids movie than Shark Boy and Lava Girl, to be quite honest. Uh, if I were to show this to a kid, or sorry, if I, let me rephrase that. If I had kids, would I show this to them? Yeah, I would. Would I show them Shark Boy and Lava Girl? Eh, I don't know. Uh, that movie, by the way, I gave, uh, Caleb and I both gave double twos to that one. Oh, speaking of, I forgot the, uh, Rotten Tomatoes score. Critics gave this 74%, kind of high. Fans, 40%. I know, <laughs> I know when we say scoregami, it's always when a score matches, which is not what a scoregami is, I know that. But, I kind of wish I actually did keep track to see how many scoregamis there were, but 74 and 40 certainly feels like a scoregami. That's so random. But, uh, anyway, yeah. Uh, back to my review, though. I, I Again, I did like this better than Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Uh, some of the powers were kind of fun. You know, fun is, you know... Just the like, fast forward and rewind were actually kind of like the standouts to me. I thought they did kind of some cool stuff. Um, actually, thought the bit with uh, Face Changer and um, and Wild Card, like who they actually captured, I thought that was actually clever. That actually, I was like, okay, movie, that was good, that was well done. So yeah, there. Was, I mean, look, is it? I know kids' attention spans not super long. This was an hour and a half minus credits. Could it have been a little bit shorter? Probably. Um, and I, I can tell you, as a kid, even I would have been cringing at the... When Guppy would get her shark powers and she would put on sunglasses and like act menacing and then just pick up the bad guys and they'd be like, whoa! Like that kind of stuff. Oh, it's so... It, even, as a, even as an eight-year-old, I'd be like, oh, this is bad. But that's me. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, I'll give this a six and a half. It's, you know, for a kid's movie, family movie, yeah, it's it's fine. It's fine. I've certainly seen better. I would say Sky High is probably the best. That's probably more preteen to teen movie. But, I mean, I wouldn't think that a kid couldn't watch Sky High. That's probably been the best, you know, under eight. I'll say, if we're judging movies based on... Um, like made for adults slash teens or movies made for teenagers and younger. I would say if we're just doing those categories, I would say sky high is probably the best movie that we have reviewed that fits that bill. That was a very pleasant surprise, but yeah, we can be heroes was not that bad. I didn't mind it. Six and a half. That's a good score. So, you know, and again, I'm trying to look at it from a kid's point of view. Um, but, uh, yeah, I I think as a kid I, I would have liked it. I, it wouldn't have been my favorite, but I would have I would have been like, yeah, it's 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 solid. It's a solid movie. So there you go. We can be heroes. Six and a half with Pedro Pascal and uh, Christian Slater. <laughs> Crazy. But yeah, Pedro Pascal joins us next week. Well, not personally, but uh, he will be on next week's movie, which is Wonder Woman 1984. You can see it on Max. I did see some of the 
DC movies have moved to Netflix. Not this one, though. At least not yet. But yeah, that's uh, that's next week, and that'll wrap up 2020. Yeah, that was uh, a longer year than I thought, given, you know, the amount of movies that came out that year. But uh, 2021, whew, we have uh, quite a lot in 2021. We have even more in 2022. And then probably even more in 2023. And as far as next year, God, can we get this writer's strike over with? Please, I'm begging you. Come on. I want to finish up with Deadpool 3. And every week that goes by, we get closer and closer to the end of the podcast. But with the strike going on, we're not getting any progress on... um, you know, the movie being made, so... Look, if I have to kill time, I will, but, you know, how cool would it be if it ended right when that happened? I don't know. But, yeah. Um, oh, I'm at, I forgot what I was going to say. Invincible is back. First episode, great. I loved it. Season finale of Gen, uh, Gen V, loved it. Oh, by the way, Wheels was in Gen V. <laughs> so... There was another crossover. But yeah, Gen V loved the finale of that. That was awesome. Um, highly recommend that show. Felt like... It, look, it, it felt like the boys. It, it just felt like it, it fit naturally in that world. So I liked it. But yeah, Invincible. Uh, first episode back after a really long hiatus. But that's okay. As long as it's good. And I gotta say... I wasn't looking forward to it because the character really didn't do much for me in the uh, the Hawkeye show. I was not that interested in the character. But Echo, that trailer, that looked really good. So I'm I'm I went from like I guess I'll watch it, I guess, but you know whatever. But now I'm actually excited for it. So we'll see. I was not looking forward to it, but. I kind of am now, I gotta say. And then Marvel's drops this week. Uh, I'll be seeing it. Um, oh, uh, before I get to Marvel's, uh, Loki, uh, that uh, that drops, the finale drops Thursday. That's been pretty good. I thought season one was so far, we'll see. Still has one episode to go. Stuff, you know what, could hit the fan. So, but yeah, Loki's been really good. I liked it. it it's... Season one, I would still say is better, but this season's been good. It's it's easily their best show. It's not even close. There's not even like a close second. Like I, I admit I liked She-Hulk. I know a lot of people are like oh it's so bad and the CGI. Look CGI, whatever. I I get it. It's 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 been rough at Marvel, but She-Hulk. It's like I can just turn my brain off and just laugh and some of the dumb stuff. It wasn't that serious. So maybe that's just me. But no Loki. Way better than She-Hulk. Way better than WandaVision. Way better than, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier. It's, I mean, it's clearly the best Marvel show that they have. But, uh, yeah. And it's really the only one... I guess WandaVision you would have to uh, throw in there as slightly mandatory. I mean, if you wanted to... Look, if you went into Doctor Strange uh, Multiverse of Madness without seeing WandaVision... 
Simpsons. Yeah, probably uh, probably not very, probably tough to follow. But other than that, you know, I would say Loki's the only one I would say is mandatory viewing. I mean, seriously. I mean, we haven't, there's been no mention of Moon Knight anywhere other than that show. Same with She-Hulk. <laughs> um, Cap and Winter Soldier might be mandatory viewing depending on their... Um, depending on their movie next year, which I'm still going to call New World Order. Um, oh, and then, yes, yeah, so Marvel's comes out this week. Uh, you know, I gotta say I wasn't looking forward to it. I didn't give the greatest review to Captain Marvel. Just the character. And it's, like, again, I, I, I go back and listen to the review. It's too Superman-ish for me. Superman-ish? Superman-ly? I don't know. But I don't like characters that are just overly power. I mean, if it's a villain, fine. That's one thing. Like Homelander or Omni-Man. Sure, if it's a villain that's super powerful, cool. A hero that is, like, damn near invincible, I don't like that. It, to me, that's just... It, it bores me, you know? And I haven't really liked any of the Superman movies. I mean, the first few with, you know, Christopher Reeve were fine. But, you know, the newer ones I'm talking about, but... I haven't really liked any of those. Captain Marvel, again, too powerful. Just So we'll see what she does in this one. I don't know. Rumor has it there's going to be a lot of X-Men. Not a lot, but at least there might be one or two X-Men teases. That'll, I'll be excited about that, I will say. I'll be excited about that. If you, you know, just, if you say X-Men, I'm in. That's kind of how I am. Probably why I gave New Mutants a generous six last week, but I stand by that six. You know what? I do. It's a guilty pleasure. What can I say? It was more the idea of what it could have been than the actual execution, but yeah. So, uh, again, Wonder Woman 84, that is next week. That is on Max. I will leave you with a quote. Let's see. Ah, we got to go with Miracle Guy, right? <clears throat> Just a quick selfie from my socials. Let me be your hero. Would you dance if I asked you to dance? Or would you run and never look back? Would you cry? If you saw me crying Would you save my soul tonight? Would you tremble If I touched your lips? Would you laugh? Oh, please tell me this Now would you die For the one you love? Hold me in your arms tonight I can be your hero, baby I can kiss away the pain I will stand by you forever You can take whatever you breath away Hmm. 